Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, Compsy.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huxley Scott Auctions, Upper Deck, Panini, and Tops. Kurt from BHS, brutally honest, <laughs> some constructive criticism. Digging a little deeper for some of the things that my old company was doing, some of the things that I guess I was doing as well. So I found it very interesting. I hope you do too. Thanks, Kurt, for sharing your time. And here is the discussion. Again, constructive criticism. You, sometimes you have to tear it down a little bit to build it back up. So thanks again, Kurt. Enjoyed it. The first thing you talked about was the website. You're being brutally honest. You didn't say it needs a slight refresh. Um, but in the early days, I, I know our guys that, that I was very close with that did that, it, it probably hasn't been refreshed for a while. Sure. I had some great ideas for the website. Mm-hmm. And my guys came to me and said, those are great ideas, but we're not going to do those great ideas. We're going to mimic the big successes on the internet of the way they orient their website. And back in the day, it was banner ads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things going on and a busy look, and you could make it more like Amazon or more like eBay or uh, YouTube, for example. Anything that's getting millions and billions of views they must be doing something right. They have high-powered people figuring out what's the best graphic user interface and uh, to, to, they can get to where they want to. So that all made sense to me, but I've been gone for a while now, and I think it's pretty similar to what it's been for a number of years. So what substantive suggestions are you making from your IT background? Are you looking for it to be cleaner and not as busy? Is it less intuitive than it should be? I'll pass it off again. The Beckett guys, my buddies, they listen to this too. Just what's your personal or professional opinion about the website? Okay. A lot of it's probably just subjective, but I think it follows the norm. Uh, Your comments about even your opinion on the site, it seems to be still stuck in the same MO that they already described. When you log onto the Beckett website, it does not feel modern right away that it needs a refresh. That's what it says. So what I brutally wrote to you was it's way too cumbersome, ugly, and cluttered. When your eye sees too much information, I don't think it's bringing the customer in. I think it's repelling the customer. There's advertising for external. There's advertising for internal. There's a lot of different options of the site that are accessible from the front page. It's definitely too much. I think that 90% of people who design websites would agree with me that the the Beckett website is is too cluttered. So your solution is what? To make it where there are fewer options, less paradox of choice, where you're directed and you can drill down to some of the things that are less. I don't think there's a turf war, but I know when I was running the company, I was the boss. And so if there was a conflict between two, I could split the baby or I could say, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do both. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when you look at the Beckett website now, I'm not the boss. um, It looks like everybody's got their thing up there. (laughs) I think that's what you're saying. Everything's up there. And when everything's up there, it uh, takes away from perhaps the things that are more important. So That's correct. And even functionally, I think there's a bit of a barrier of, of entry there. You want the customer to feel like they can intuitively find what they need. So even just to look up a serial number, you know, on a slab, somebody might be shopping for to make sure it's legit. That's hard to find. Plus you have to have an account and you have to sign in to the Beckett website just to execute that. And then you have to put in a CAPTCHA where it's put in these funky looking letters. And so there's a lot of barriers. Not a robot. Yeah. 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 Whereas PSA's website, if you just use that as comparison, and I'm not trying to elevate PSA over Beckett at all, I actually favor Beckett as a grading company, but PSA's website is clean. There's, things are larger and there's less of them, less things. You don't have to be signed in to look up a slab. It's just a much prettier site that draws you in. Okay. Just in the interest of having our discussion, <laughs> I think 
Beckett Media, which includes Beckett grading and a whole bunch of other things, is arguably a little more complicated than PSA, which is that's true. primarily that. And I think that, again, this was not the case so much when I was the boss because I didn't really do it this way. Obviously, there are product lines and lines of business. And I think the new ownership is a little more P&L oriented. If you're in charge of this product, you need to make that product, you're driving profitable. When I was running it, I looked at the overall profitability, knowing that some things were going to be more, some things were going to be less. And even that probably added to the clutter. So I'm not uh, suggesting that I was doing things uh, better. It was just different. Sure. It's a real estate turf war is what it is, I think, on that homepage that everybody in the company, and it's probably true of many companies, wants to stake their, they want to be an anchor tenant. They want to be you know, having the prime real estate. And at some point, somebody's got to say, yeah, but this is what's best for the brand or for the whole company. I just don't know which which tenant wants to leave the mall. You know? it, it's a more difficult task for Beckett than it is for PSA because of the reasons you you mentioned, but there's a way to do it that's, that's clean looking and well organized. The marketplace should have a tab at the top. If you're going to the Beckett site looking for the marketplace, you're going to see that right away and that will take you into their ecosystem. If you're not interested in grading, that's where you'll be. And that's where those people can lay out their design. Once you make that first click, same thing with grading. Click on grading, boom, I'm there. I, right away, I can see verify slab, submissions. I, I just don't get that feeling like it's simple like that right now. I guess I always think I'm a consultant, but then maybe I'm a teacher too. But there's a Latin expression, ceteris paribus, and it means, it, it basically exactly means all things being equal. And the impression I get is I look back at the at the Beckett Media main website, Beckett.com, mm-hmm. it looks like all things being equal. Yeah, right. And all things are equal, then nothing. There's some emphasis, but there's an awful lot of tabs there. And so, not only they're all equal, but they're all at the same party in the same table. <laughs> okay. And one of the, the other thing that you mentioned, because this was your second point about having to sign up, register, sign in when you get. And I, I again, there are two schools of thought about that. And I'm thinking that the hobby is going to be moving more toward the more intrusive one, which I don't like either. And then you got to sign in before you can do almost anything. But I think Fanatics got where it uh, is by <laughs> taking names. Yeah. So there's power in building up, not necessarily a mailing list, but uh, customer intimacy. It's hard to have customer intimacy when you don't know who they are. They're just looking things up. Second point with respect to that, especially with the graded card lookup. Again, on the face of it, it sounds like that's an innocuous suggestion. Why make it difficult for people to do that? But there's no... There's no revenue. I mean, the revenue is in is in the initial grading or things like that. And so I'm wondering if some of these changes that you're suggesting, you're an IT guy, that there's some level of work to change it up or reorient. I'm hard pressed to think that they're revenue positive. So no, I'm sure I'm sure you're right. It would only be long-term revenue positive in the sense that the brand would be enhanced because when you hear people talk about PSA, a lot of them will say, The reason they dominate is because of that pop report. They're not the only ones with a pop report, but theirs has no barriers to entry. I can get to that pop report very quickly. The Beckett one, I can't. So it's like new people to the hobby. I think they would almost have the impression that Beckett doesn't have that. PSA gets so much praise for their pop report. It's not the only one. Let's finish off this subtopic by me saying that a very enjoyable conversation with Ryan Staczynski. Yes, I heard it. Yep, that was excellent. He basically was talking about PSA was very accommodating to get the data. Of course, they're the high volume number one in the category. Basically, I think he was telling me that to get BGS data was a little bit of a workaround that he could do it. 
and now he's doing this. It may be that some of the, the, the popularization of some of his uh, data and the acceptance of that may change the landscape for the Beckett Media people. Again, I'm not the boss anymore to say if Gemrate is going to be detailing that, then right. why are we have an unnecessary wall there? We need to be proud of our data and make it easier for people to see that we're uh, we're number two. That kind of sticks in my cross still. <laughs> number two. We're number two in volume. I think we've been a market leader in many things. Okay. I just want to make one more point on the last subject. I want to hand it to the security people and, and acknowledge them at Beckett because the reason they have a wall there may be because they're trying to avoid a brute force attack on somebody making too many automated su- submissions to look up card verification and pop report stuff. That may be why they have the CAPTCHA thing there. So I just want to put that in place. I'm not a security guy, but I know that there's people out there that want to attack companies for no good reason. So So I'm here to tell you it's happened. Yeah, I'm sure. It's not like they hypothetically could do that. There's ways to get at it in benign ways. I don't know that it's read only, but basically you're in a situation where there ought to be a way to make that, to put that outside the wall or something. Again, I think let's change topics and go to inner sleeve or no inner sleeve and, and the reason i want to do this episode with you person to person we're on zoom so we're not in person is that you now have expressed by virtue of the way you run your business why the inner sleeve would not be desirable to everybody and perhaps somebody such as you when you're looking at a car virtually or in real life uh, that inner sleeve is another le- got to see through to get to the card and right. you, might, you might miss something. So you really have to trust the graders. Yes. You're, I think your point is one of the main points. If you have a refractor card inside of a Beckett slab, there's that additional encumbrance, I guess. So maybe I'm looking for a different word, but visual. But we called it. You know, it has its advantage. There's no doubt about that. It has its plus and it has its minus. It's not, it's not unilateral there. So I, I'm grateful for the sleeve there from two standpoints. Number one, it's protecting. And I have never cracked a slab and people that are, I'm sure they're grateful for that plastic sleeve because there's less risk of them damaging the card when they crack the slab. But there's something that happens with PSA slabs and other non-sleeve slabs, which I think is all the other ones which is those little plastic ridges that define the boundary around the card. On a PSA slab, the card can slip ever so slightly underneath that. I've never seen the inside of a slab, but I'm convinced you can hide, like on this 2001 Etrio that I'm showing you right now, that set had a lot of edge chipping problems. It's a recess. Right. The bottom of the slab is like a swimming pool that's uh, three millimeters deep or something. I was hoping you could shed some light on that because this particular Etrio... I actually bought it and I am absolutely, as you can guess, a guy that buys the card, not the grade. And so this card looked like a potential nine to me, even though it was an 8.5. But when I received it, I realized that when the photo had been taken of the card on eBay, the edge damage that's down in the corner of this was hiding underneath that little recess. So when I got it, after the card had jostled around in shipping, that was revealed. And I wasn't as satisfied with the card as I was on, on eBay. But it's still was great. it a nine? Was it a nine? This is an 8.5. Okay. Then they... they probably took that into account. Again, I still believe in kind of the 80-20 rule. I think as much as I can preach, because I don't think I'm a preacher, but I'm a consultant, a teacher, uh, not a preacher, I don't think, but I do think that there's as much as I would say, buy the card, not the holder, 80% of the people still buy the holder. Correct. An 8.5, I would set it aside. That's that's what it is. I don't know that you're looking to cross it over, try to get a nine at, at BGS. But it's still a nice card. But with an inner sleeve, it's still hard to see the edges with the inner sleeve. I, I tested it on this before we talked. I tested on this Agassiz that's in a, a BGS holder. The sleeve is there. 
And I, if I bump the card, I can get the card to move around, but I can't get it to hide. You know what I mean? So I, I do see, it seems like the BGS doesn't go underneath the recess as easily as the PSA. They just slip, PSA cards to me, they slip around too much in the case. I've even talked to people that are concerned. Could the card get jarred so much that it actually dings an edge and does further damage? I highly doubt that would happen in a BGS lab. There's much more confidence there. It's just the visual appeal. So that's why my idea and my email to you was give the customer the option. Do they want to focus on protection or do they want to focus on visual appeal? As you're doing your submission, you could select option A, option B, just like when you're buying an iPad, you can either do space gray or silver. You know what I mean? This is not anything about the graders because I think the graders that BGS has, especially the ones I know, are just as fast and just as excellent as the best of PSA. Sure. Having said that, the BGS process from front to back, A to Z, of getting the card in and getting there are additional steps involved in the BGS process. And different kinds of metallic uh, labels. So there's several things that are going on there that put BGS at a time disadvantage. If you were to add the additional step where they have to say, do I want the sleeve or not want the sleeve? Now they got to have a pile of cards that are with the sleeve and those without the sleeve. The holders, the acrylic part of it may even need to be adjusted for whether or not it needs that basin or not for the card to really fit in there. I think what you're asking makes sense, but I don't think it's going to happen because I think, as you point out, there's enough positives with the inner sleeve. I think the BGS Brain Trust is willing to say, if somebody hates the inner sleeve, probably not going to be our customer. They probably already are not our customer. If we were to have a, a no-sleeve op, I don't know if that's going to give them more business. I hear that. Basically, hear that. though, Kurt, is that some of the glamour cards of the industry that are these, you know, these amazing, brand-new, million-dollar cards are in BGS holders. Absolutely. In your sleeve. The viewers of Chris Sewell, the yes. collector, investor, dealer, when you do his high rollers, it's largely BGS holders.